Welcome, everyone. It's John Brand with Poets and Quants. Welcome to the 2021 podcast edition of the fourth annual MBA Summit, sponsored by the Royal School of Business at the University of Michigan. Today, we're going to talk about MBAs who pursue careers in healthcare. We're calling it the Fauci effect, a career in healthcare during a global pandemic. And we have two current MBAs at Michigan, along with an alum who has his own healthcare startup. To talk about it. As you may or may not know, interest in the field is certainly growing. We think that healthcare over the next 10 years is going to be the new technology field for MBAs. Lots of opportunities. And in this podcast, we want to forecast how MBAs might impact healthcare in the years to come. So let me introduce our three panelists. Uh, let's go with the old guy first, who's not that old, really. <laughs> he graduated in 2009. His name is Jeff LeBron. He's CEO of Optimize Health, uh, which specializes in remote patient care. He launched the company two and a half years ago. And as I said, got his uh, MBA from Ross in 2009. And he focused on finance, entrepreneurship, and systems thinking back then. Uh, all fields that helped prepare him for being an entrepreneur in healthcare. Then we have, and this is kind of cool, I really love this, we have the newly elected president of the Healthcare and Life Sciences Club at Michigan, and we have the outgoing president of the same club. And I should point out that Michigan Roth offers a healthcare concentration, has what's called the Pinkard Scholars Program, which offers a full ride scholarship, a mentoring program, and healthcare specific learning experiences. So Ross is in a good position to basically leverage the exploding interest in healthcare and its importance in our economy. So the outgoing president of the healthcare club is Kasha Scott. Welcome. You already have a great job. You're going to be going to DeVita this year. Uh, and then Brittany, who is the incoming president, uh, also has a great internship going to Johnson & Johnson in one of their leadership development programs. So Jeff, let's start with you. Um, you're sort of the oldie. You have the MBA from 2009 as well as an MS. Uh, and 2009, as we all know, was a really interesting time to graduate. It was in the midst of the Great Recession. Now you're running your own company. Did you always know you wanted to go into healthcare or was this something that just happened by accident? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, for me, it wasn't something I always knew that I wanted to do. I was actually pre-med as an undergrad and kind of circuitously made it through some different engineering disciplines uh, and really discovered a passion for entrepreneurship while I was at Ross. And, you know, frankly, it wasn't until a few years after I graduated business school that I found the perfect combination for me personally of being able to combine technology, kind of that interest in helping people uh, that I had as a pre-med student originally and, you know, entrepreneurship. And, um, you know, I did that actually through starting my own company. Maybe not the, the way I would suggest it to most people. You know, I think there's ways to get experience uh, doing different things beyond that before you get to that point. Um, and, you know, there's also experiences that enable you to start sooner, like Kasha and, and Brittany are doing. So I think um, healthcare is an exciting field. Uh, there's lots of different ways to get into it. It's a huge industry. And for me, it's been very rewarding to know that I'm, you know, pursuing kind of my personal interests and also helping people at the same time. So straight out of school, what did you do? So I graduated in 2009. I actually had my master's degree funded mostly by a larger corporation. And I was flying around the world, you know, working on large infrastructure projects and working on trading floors. 
And at that time, I also was participating in, in business plan competitions and having a lot of fun and success there and had helped friends with startups prior to school. And you know, I was trying to decide which of those two paths I wanted to take. And then the financial crisis really helped me focus on entrepreneurship because I realized at that point in time, you know, sometimes there's a false sense of security in working for a larger company. Um, that's particularly true in 2009. You know, I had friends with like their final checks bouncing from Lehman Brothers and, and Bear Stearns. And so it's just a very interesting environment and made it easy for me to focus on uh, working with smaller companies, which, which I've thoroughly enjoyed. Jeff, I can definitely relate to 2009. I worked across the street from Lehman Brothers in New York City and vividly recall employees from Lehman carrying their cardboard boxes of belongings with their beleaguered faces out of that building. It was a sad view. Well, Brittany, you <laughs> never had to deal with that, thankfully. You applied to business school in 2020. I wonder if the pandemic influenced your choice of careers. Well, I knew before applying to business school that healthcare was where I could make the most impact on my community. So I targeted schools with a dedicated healthcare program such as that at Michigan Ross. So um, I know we're talking about the Fauci effect, but I don't think that that really influenced my decision, but it did push up my timeline to apply. I found that the pandemic highlighted the disproportionate effects of COVID on minority communities. And I knew that as a woman of color, I needed to arm myself with the tools and network to be a solution to this disparity. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. Uh, now, Kasha, you were an MBA one enjoying everything normal <laughs> about being a student at an elite B school and suddenly the pandemic strikes. Did you know you wanted to move into healthcare before you actually stepped up on campus? Or is this something that evolved uh, through the pandemic? Yeah, so I had volunteered in healthcare organizations and at hospitals uh, before, before applying to business school and knew that healthcare was something that I really wanted to do and had already secured my offer um, with DaVita for the summer internship before kind of the pandemic struck. Um, but if anything, as the pandemic kind of was happening, um, it made me want to do healthcare more. And so and a, a lot of the topics that we were discussing in our healthcare classes were talked about in the press, like the hospital capacity issues, but also some of the healthcare policy issues issues like what's going to happen with all these people who have lost their jobs and as a result lost their health care insurance and should we open up the exchanges for a special enrollment period. Um, I think the other thing that was really interesting too is as uh, the pandemic was really starting to um, become very real, we had just started our MAP projects and my MAP was a healthcare focused project very similar to your company, Jeff. It was um, remote patient monitoring and it was an Israeli-based company company and Israel had had a lot of issues with the pandemic kind of before um, we had in the U.S. And so our project scope was actually changed to focus entirely on COVID. So if anything, the pandemic really reassured the impact, similar to you, Brittany, the impact that I can have even in a non-clinical role as an MBA. Now, Jeff, I have to admit, you, you look like a genius. My goodness. Two and a half years ago, you create this company. It's based on remote patient monitoring. Suddenly the pandemic hits. I can only imagine that there's been an explosion in the need for remote patient monitoring given COVID. 
Yeah, we, you know, we've certainly seen an uptick in demand. You know, I think anytime a business is successful, you hope it's for positive reasons. So I, th- I think in this case, there's it's kind of a bittersweet offering. But you know, we were fortunately forward-thinking enough to be able to be there and be able to to support some of the practices um, who are more on the forefront and the cutting edge um, of remote care. I think something that we've seen since the beginning of the pandemic. Um, you know, only a small fraction, a couple percentage of total visits were done remotely. Uh, within four to eight weeks after the outbreak of COVID, that had risen to, I think, 40 to 50% is what we tended to see. So it really moved remote care, at least for a while, from something that was nice to have that a lot of people were still uh, skeptical of, frankly, still in the medical community, to a must-have. And, you know, I think at this point, a lot of people's habits and expectations have changed. You know, a lot of people in healthcare tend to say the industry is often 10 to 20 years behind consumers and other industries in terms of technology adoption. And I think it might have been fast forwarded by five to 10 years. Now, I know disruption causes incumbent companies and organizations lots of headaches. But for the innovators, it's an incredible opportunity to do something different, new and better. Do you see MBAs pursuing the opportunities in healthcare in a very big way in the future? I think so. You know, I think it's a great industry for MBAs. I wish I would have, like I said, gotten into it earlier, frankly, because I finally kind of found my my happy place in terms of industry. But, um, you know, it, it can be detail-oriented. It can be complicated. There's a lot of services and technology, frankly. So I think, you know, there's a lot of things that MBAs are very good at doing. And like I said, it's just such a huge industry. Within healthcare itself, there's so many sub-branches that you you could almost always find a place where an MBA could make a difference. I think operations is actually a big one. I remember when I was in business school, there was an operations program designed around healthcare. Uh, I only did it a little bit. I wish I would have done more because I think, you know, there's just still so much room for improvement in operations throughout healthcare. Yep. Now, Brittany, you're making a big transition with your career already. You had been a financial advisor in Atlanta before you went to Ross. Uh, now you're going to be headed to Johnson & Johnson in that leadership development program. How has the MBA experience helped you on this journey to a new path? Yeah, I think it kind of was, it's the cherry on top. So when I was working in finance, I had already, I knew that that really wasn't going to be the industry for me. I was looking for something where I was having a, a stronger better impact on my community. And so I started to make the transition um, into into healthcare before that. But I think getting my MBA is rounding myself out. Not only am I learning about healthcare strategies with some of my courses, but I'm learning how to lead within um, healthcare teams. So within my courses, I'm, I'm working on group projects relating to healthcare and I'm learning how to lead those teams. And um, I think that while I'm learning more about the healthcare field through my the curriculum, I'm also getting those soft skills that I wouldn't have gotten if I had just remained in the industry that I was in. So I'm definitely grateful to the the Ross curriculum and particularly the the healthcare management concentration for those things. Right, and Kasha, you have a similar story in the sense that you are leaving the field of consulting. You worked in New York and Denver for EY as a senior consultant before going to Ross, and now you're on your way to DeVita. How did this school help you and transform your thoughts about what you wanted to do and help you achieve it? 
Yeah, so I think, like I said before, um, I knew I wanted to go into healthcare. I think that one of the biggest things that school has opened my eyes to is the policy components of healthcare and how business and policy is so interconnected within the healthcare space. And uh, initially, I really was focused on the provider components and really focused on patient experience because of my volunteering experience. But then coming to business school, I realized that there's such an impact that payers have in the in the healthcare system and really focusing on this move to value-based care. Uh, So, and that was one of the biggest takeaways and learnings that I had at business school, especially with Sarah Miller and Tom Buckmuller's classes. Um, And then at DaVita, after I do my um, practicum in the clinic, I'm going to be joining the integrated care team, which is uh, DaVita's value-based care play. That's great. Tell me what the club does. Okay. So you're the outgoing president of the Healthcare and Life Sciences Club. Clubs are part of the whole co-curricular experience uh, that an MBA has, and they play a really important role. What did that club and your leadership of it mean for you? Yeah, so I, the healthcare club is one of my favorite groups on campus, in addition to uh, Risky Business, which is the um, band on campus, which actually both Brittany and I are a part of. So very talented people in the healthcare club, but um, really, (laughs) but it's been a great experience. So we start off like the first week you're on campus um, after orientation, you've come back from MTREC and then, um, and then we have our healthcare boot camp, which is a full day event where we have thought leaders from all across the university come and speak to Ross students, but also it's open to anybody um, even outside of Ross uh, about trends in the healthcare industry. And so this is a very low stakes way to hear about great trends within the healthcare space from some of the smartest minds in healthcare. Uh, So that's kind of our first flagship event. And then every week we'll do a deep dive and this is completely student run, but occasionally we will have have uh, faculty members come in and give a lecture on a specific topic, but we'll have a deep dive on either payer, provider, pharma, a really specific topic within healthcare that students are recruiting for. And um, and I think the my favorite thing about the club has just been it's such great minds that are really tackling these tough issues in healthcare. And I know that even in um, in passing, we'll talk about just what are some of the biggest and toughest issues within the healthcare space. Brittany, do you have anything you want to add to? <laughs> I'd say you covered a lot of it, but I will add that's something that we are going to add. One of the reasons why I chose Ross is because of the resources that University of Michigan has. They have everything that you would need to really make waves, particularly within the healthcare industry, even as a student. Um, and so as I was alluding earlier, my passion is to promote racial health equity within this country. And so um, as the incoming president of Ross's Healthcare and Life Sciences Club, the program office, healthcare faculty, sponsors, and alumni have actually thrown their support behind an idea that I had to start the inaugural Henrietta Lacks Healthcare Disparities Case Competition. So that's one thing that we're actually going to be releasing this fall. Um, So I can't really speak to any other MBA programs, but Ross is definitely very invested within healthcare, and um, they're invested in their students that are pursuing careers in this industry. What I love about that is, number one, you know, the club speaks to the student-centered culture at Michigan Ross, uh, but it also speaks to how you gain an immersive experience in a field where you know what the issues are, 
you've met some of the big policymakers and movers and shakers in the field. Uh, you have a sense for all the different players and what roles they play. So actually, when you enter the field and you go out to interview, you're an informed and thoughtful candidate. You're not someone who's kind of stumbling into the field. Uh, you're very knowledgeable about it and can have an intelligent conversation with someone who's spent their lifetime in that field. And that's the benefit of having both co-curricular activities as well as you know a full portfolio of electives in the field that allows for Ross to offer a concentration in it. So look, since you're at all different stages of your life, whether we have one person who's a first year MBA and another who's about to graduate, and then we have an alum who actually started his own company, what advice would you give uh, students who are interested in healthcare? Uh, prospective students. Jeff? Uh, you know, I, I think just get involved, right? I think Kosh and Brittany have provided some great examples of things they've done on campus to get involved with healthcare. I think, um, you know, even when I'm thinking about when I was at Ross, there were so many ways that uh, I guess I got involved even indirectly through experiences like the Wolverine Venture Fund or consulting for, you know, spin outs on North Campus. Uh, I didn't mention this earlier, but, you know, I actually started a company kind of rolling out of Ross. Uh, with some PhD students and, you know, were it not for the financial crisis, you know, maybe I wouldn't have uh, been investing as much time in those business plan competitions that provided us our earliest seed money. But I think there's so many ways to do it, you know, so part of it's also a personal choice of what's your functional area of focus or what is it that you want to be doing when you come out of school? And then I think there's almost so many opportunities in Michigan to get involved with different things. You know, you can align that to, to what your goals are. Yeah, exactly. Kasha? I would say that the advice that I would have and one of the one of the key things that drew me initially to Ross was how many outstanding programs there are in Ann Arbor as a whole. So we have public health, medicine, pharmacy, dentistry, like you name it, it's a healthcare program in Ann Arbor. Um, and there are opportunities to collaborate with students from each of those programs. So I would say that that would be one opportunity is really as a perspective, kind of think about what are the opportunities that you want to have to um, interact with people maybe outside of business who you will work with in the real world. Uh, and then I think also the other thing that I've loved about Michigan and actually that I didn't get to experience as much as the first year, but the pandemic and having everything on Zoom has made it so much easier um, to collaborate with people in the other programs. And then the other plug that I'll make is the undergrads at Michigan are brilliant. And so I've been really impressed with how I've gotten involved in the entrepreneurial community more broadly at U of M. And there are just so many great undergrads from all around campus who are doing really, really awesome things. So that's kind of the advice that I would have for prospective students to think about as they're looking for an MBA program. Brittany, what's your advice? My advice for a prospective student is to really jot down a list of the things that you would like to get from your MBA experience, kind of similar to what Kasha was saying. Um, so for me, I wanted to participate in a case competition. I wanted to lead a team or an organization. And I really wanted to push myself way out of my comfort zone. And that was my benchmark. So if an experience that came my way didn't really fall into that purview, the chances are I wouldn't really add it to my plate because you learn so quickly that within business school, you get so many opportunities. But with that many doors, you need to know when to close the one that's not right for you. So that will be my advice for any prospective student looking to get their MBA. 
That's great. Bottom line, you know, there's a lot of talk. There always has been. I'm sure, Jeff, even when you applied, uh, where people might have come up to you after they knew you were going to go to Ross, they said, uh, do you really think the MBA is worth it? Well, what do you think? You've done it. Uh, you've been in the work world for a number of years now. You've started your own company. Is the MBA worth it? You know, I, I think when I think where I was before and then afterwards, um, there's no argument that it was worth it. There, there might have been times where I, I might have thought, could things have been different without the MBA or did I really need that? I think the reality for me is there's no way I'd be where I am today without the MBA. I dabbled in startups prior to going to graduate school and you know, I knew that I needed some formal business training. You know, I look at my normal week now and, you know, I think I didn't necessarily use all the skills that I got right out of the gate, right? There might have been a few that were more valuable than others. But this week, as an example, you know, I was presenting a financial forecast to investors. I was talking to people that are working on policy changes at Capitol Hill. I was recruiting, you know, all-star candidates. Uh, you know, I've literally touched every function. And so I think, you know, at the core, what the MBA does is it gives you some structured thinking skills and problem-solving skills and just an exposure to all the core areas that you need to run a business. And, and you know, Jeff is humble. I'm going to tell people something about Jeff that he hasn't told you. While he was at Ross as an MBA student, he won more than $150,000 through business plan competitions. And that money allowed him to start a VC-backed company that was ultimately acquired. Okay, Jeff, I'm bragging on your behalf, okay? <laughs> Thanks, yeah. <laughs> now, now, Brittany, uh, what about you? I know you got a, a number of years ahead of you, of course, in your career. But uh, so far, do you think the MBA is worth it? Absolutely. You know, my husband is actually an MBA, too, at Raw, so he's getting ready to graduate. But he can attest that in just six months, I, I'm more driven in my purpose I'm confident in my steps and I'm really optimistic about my career trajectory. So the MBA for me is definitely well worth it. I wouldn't make any changes to, to my experience at all. And plus, your marriage survived business school. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. We made it through. If we can make it through business school together, we can make it through pretty much anything. <laughs> so, Kasha, you're, you're uh, pretty close to completing your degree. You'll be graduating this year. You already have a job in hand. Was it worth it? Yeah, I, I would completely agree. Uh, I think to, to Jeff's point before, I think when I look at where kind of my career was before starting at business school, I don't think that I could have um, as easily pivoted from kind of financial services consulting into the healthcare space. Uh, and because of the MBA program, I've been able to land my dream job at DaVita. Uh, so I think that's been certainly one from like a ROI perspective that's there, I think. But also I've made I've made really great friends from uh, business school and made connections that I otherwise would have never made um, with my classmates. And, um, and I really cherish that time. So far, what's been your favorite class in business school? I think my favorite class in business school has been, it's a toss up. So I loved Sarah Miller's healthcare economics class. That was just really my first introduction into the policy space, as I said before, and just really um, made such a huge impact on me and actually helped me recruit for uh, actually a payer. And then also made me realize, again, the value-based care play, which drove my ultimate career decision. Um, I also loved Tom Buckmuller's Washington D.C. residential, albeit it was virtual for me, but we still got to hear some amazing speakers and thought leaders uh, in Washington. 
Terrific. Brittany? Yes. So I actually started taking my healthcare elective classes this past quarter. And my favorite one so far is uh, Comprehensive Healthcare Strategies with Professor David Butts, which I was actually um, a part of with Kasha. Um, But I think what was great about this course was I got a very, very high level overview of what healthcare strategy was and what I can do to make an impact in that. And what was really interesting about this course is during the midterm, he asked us, based on the information that we learned, how do we feel about the future of healthcare? And it really had me look deep into myself to figure out where I stand with the future of healthcare. And even though um, I was very, very transparent that there is a voice missing in terms of diversity within healthcare. I was able to communicate that with my professor and immediately afterwards, we set up a time to talk and chat about what I thought and my experience within healthcare as a black woman. And I thought that that was fantastic. It really does speak to the level of care that the professors have um, and how they're catering towards what it is that we want to learn and experience within Michigan Raw. So that was definitely my, my favorite class so far. So, Jeff, your favorite class. And don't give me some boring finance course. (laughs) Well, if you take finance with God and call, it's not boring. It's love. But uh, (laughs) so that would be on my list. It's hard to go through the list. But I think, you know, probably one that sticks out to me. I I took a class with the late uh, Professor C.K. Prahalad. Uh, At that time, he had written a book called uh, Bottom of the Pyramid. And and so I think, you know, one, he was just very socially minded. But uh, he also was just brilliant, right? Like, and was very accessible to students. Um, I did a case project with him where I went on site uh, with a company in Chicago. Uh, you know, any CEO would call back uh, Professor Brahalad if, if he was willing to work with them. And so we were working with C-level execs at a publicly traded company. I don't think they realized it at the time, but the case we were doing is kind of like how they didn't become Amazon. <laughs> but uh, you know, it was, it was a very instructive course, and just always you know, a uh, privilege to be able to work with somebody who was probably a literal genius and, you know, had also dedicated his life to helping others. And, you know, now that I'm kind of unfortunately connecting the dots, I realized, you know, he uh, passed away kind of unexpectedly at an early age. And now I'm almost wondering, like, you know, where in the healthcare system could we have kept Professor Prahalad around longer? Indeed. I knew CK personally, and he was a terrific academic and a terrific mind. He also was a creator of the core competence theory of management, which uh, added a lot to management thought. Yeah, he contributed quite a lot. Okay, last words. I want each of you to wave your hands over the crystal ball and tell me in 10 years, what's the percentage of MBAs that you think will be going into healthcare? Now it's roughly four to 6% at any given school. In 10 years, Kasha, because you were president of the healthcare club, how many people have you inspired or will inspire in the future after you leave to graduate and go into healthcare? Yeah, so I think that, um, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think right now the healthcare accounts for about 20% of GDP. Uh, so I would hope that that we'd have about 20% of our um, MBA class and fellow business-minded folks going in and solving those toughest issues in healthcare. I love that answer, Brittany. Um, I would say probably about 15%. I think as a lot of MBA programs are continuing to invest in their healthcare programs, I think we're going to see an influx of of students. So that single digit is definitely going to turn into a double digit within 10 years. And Jeff, as an entrepreneur, we're going to see fewer dating apps and more healthcare startups. (laughs) 
I actually have an investor who started a dating app, but it, yeah, exactly. I, I sure hope so. And I, I think, um, you know, I think as there's more opportunity, more and more entrepreneurs are getting attracted to the field. Uh, you know, as it's becoming more open to technology in particular, there's just more opportunities and, you know, opportunity tends to draw some of the brightest, most ambitious people. Absolutely. Just like you three. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure to feel your energy over the internet and to see your passion. Uh, really enjoyed speaking with each of you, and I'm sure our audience enjoyed it as well. So you've been listening to The Fauci Effect, a career in healthcare during a global pandemic. It's part of our 2021 podcast edition of the fourth annual MBA Summit, Ross School of Business at the University of Michigan. It's one of four podcasts. We've also done podcasts on code switching the international student experience in B-School that takes the perspective of international students who come to the U.S. for an MBA. We've done one on women changing business as usual, which is really cool. And then we've done one that's incredibly practical and one that I'm sure everyone is interested in, which is what does it take to land your dream job out of business school? This is John Byrne with Poets and Quants. <laughs>